we had like very different countdowns and and it really is your job and you just do it so much better than I do so I just like the the Spanish beginning trace dose oh you go <laughs> oh you do it Hi, everyone. Oh. Welcome back to Oddities. Do you remember back when we used to spell Oddities for people? O-D-D-I-T-I-E-S. God, I forgot. I love that, and I miss that. Oh, gosh, we have morphed so much over time. Now we're just like a streamlined, efficient machine. Hardly. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Hardly. <laughs> Maybe not. I'm I'm hyperbolic. So... Uh, everybody, like I said, everybody, welcome back. As per usual, you can find our social media oh, information. She's Cassie. Oh, right. Sorry. Hi, I'm Cassie. <laughs> I'm Anna. Oh, fuck. Remember what when I was like, we're, we're the streamlined. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fuck, fuck me. And uh, yeah, right. Social information is in the description box, as well as our email. We have actually got several like listener stories now so i we're gonna have a listeners episode again coming up we love 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 hearing from you guys sorry i, I got fucking stuck there love i love listeners episodes oh my god you guys so send much. the best goddamn stories not only do they send the best goddamn stories but they're like the best goddamn people oh hi dodo you up from a nappy oh took nappy nice nice okay so <laughs> anyway love hearing from you guys first of all everything is always so well written and you all just have like the nicest things to say and it just makes my heart fucking explode with joy <laughs> yes and there you have it <laughs> and there you have it um right so anyway long story short our email is also in the description box as is a link to our patreon if you'd like to donate to our show and our merch store how are you it's a back-to-back -back recording day for us bing bong bing i'm yes. good and if you heard last week, you know that I watched Sex Education Season 3 in a day. I'm going to watch Squid Game because it's very interesting and super weird. As long also as in a day? A in the middle of it. <laughs> I, I mean, it seems like one of those shows that I don't think I'm going to be able to like binge it quickly. Because I, I feel like be a lot, lot happens. Yeah, I think it's, yeah. it might be kind of heavy too. It's definitely going to be heavy. Yeah. But it's uh it's interesting and it's I always watch the show in the language it's intended in and then I watch subtitles which means I can't fall asleep because I don't understand Korean. <laughs> Excellent. But you know what else? It's it's totally perfect with that picture I sent you the other day when it was like watching a movie and subtitles at the same time and the guy's eyes, <laughs> the guy's eyes were like in two different directions. It was so cool. Yeah, which is I feel like that sometimes that's my state of being. Like if Me I'm too. thinking about how life might be a simulation. I was thinking about the matrix last night before I fell asleep. And I was like, I've got to stop thinking about the matrix. And good night. Yeah, exactly. And nighty nook nook. <laughs> going to wake up in a pool of goo or something. Mm. Anyway, how are you before I deep dive into existentialism? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. Um, let's see. I mean, I shared a lot. 
So my my stay in New Jersey has gotten well. I'll be back in Pennsylvania when this comes out. Actually, no, I might be back in New Jersey again for my second dress fitting. I don't know. But while we're recording oh. this, my stay has been extended a little longer than expected because I went to the chiropractor and it turns out I have a lot wrong with me and I need to fit in some extra treatments. So, welcome back to another segment of almost, almost 30. thirty. So, but you know what? It's already helping me, and I've this guy is. First of all, I went to the I went to one guy and this guy was such a fucking salesman and like such a dickhead and I was like Yikes. We're, we're getting another opinion. This new guy, Dr. Polonis, I love him. He's wonderful. He's brilliant. That like that Lady Gaga thing and it's like brilliant, perfect, amazing. <laughs> the meme, never done the before. Meme. That's him. He's great and um he uh he, he's like way more low key and like not bullshitty like the other guy. So Anyway, it's been a couple treatments, and I'm already feeling so much better, and I'm only going to continue to get better because I was in a lot of pain a lot of the time, which probably explains my crankiness. Remember all those episodes where I was like, I'm cranky today, and I don't know why. And it's like, well, I had like three pinched nerves, and I apparently have scoliosis, and my hip is out of alignment, and I have a compressed disc. So that'll do it. That's that's a lot. That's a lot, and that'll make anybody cranky. Uh, aside from that, yeah. I'm grand. Thank you for asking. Isn't it interesting, though, how we, because, I, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but I know I do. If I have a lot of pain, and I don't really realize it, like, sometimes I'll just be like, I'm fine, or I'm overreacting, but then I'm bitchy all day. <laughs> mm. And I'm like, I don't know why I'm so bitchy. And I'm like, oh, because I'm in a ton of pain. I mean, yeah, and I'm, like, very familiar with this because, I mean, I went so many years undiagnosed with endometriosis. Right. It was, like, totally out of control. Now I have it under control, and my personality is much different, and also my hormones are way more in check now. But, like, now with my back, like, you know, I was just, yeah, now that I've been adjusted again, and I'm also, like, I feel taller, and, like, I can think more clearly, and my focus is better. And so 20 out of 10 recommend Dr. Polonis for a good crack in time. See what I did there? Because he's a chiropractor. Yeah. He is. Yeah, I we we love a uh, we love good doctors. Doctor Joe, he's the man, and he there came he in is. early for me on on Saturday morning. Isn't that so kind? So that is what a gem and a legend. I know. Yeah, I man. just I think I think the way pain affects the brain is wild. Yeah, you know it's just um I don't want to I don't want to get old, and that's the end of that. I I don't. I don't want my body to get old, but I want to age because I love aging into my personality. But I don't love feeling the way my body feels. I was sitting on the grass yesterday, which I haven't done in years, I realized, and stood up and everything was screaming. Oop. I was like, I, this is, I've had enough. Oop. Yeah. Yeah. If I could get like the wisdom and like, like self-assurance and everything that comes with aging, but like not have my body deteriorate that would be great and that's why i'm studying yeah. stem cells and regenerative technology everybody right the fountain like, of youth exists could, within us plot twist if i could if i could not have my body revolt when i'm doing what i think is something normal that would be yes. great that would be really nice yeah wouldn't it and and right well so welcome back this has been another segment on this is almost 30 almost 30 <laughs> <laughs> oh i really like I, our, I don't know. our sub show <laughs> me too also i don't know what well i'm gonna hit 30 first so that'll be fun oh cheers let me know how it is <laughs> i will it yeah. seems like it's it's imminent now which is kind of exciting i never thought i would make it so i'm excited about that <laughs> 
I know. Actually, your half birthday just passed. Happy half birthday, right? Didn't it? I don't know. <laughs> yes, it would have been September 13th. Happy half birthday. Oh, yeah. Here we come. You're almost there. 29 and a half, baby. So this week's mine, this week's mine. Oh, good. I'm glad yeah. to see that the, the speaking issue is continuing from last week's episode. Mine yeah. is mine, mine is dark, but yours is shorter and a little better, and it's a sweet baby angel. Mm-hmm. So should we should we hit them with the heavy first? I I think so. Yeah, I have a I have a sweet baby angel. I mean, it's a little sad, but she's she's a she's a sweet baby angel. Aw. Okay. Well then, um, I guess I guess disclaimer. I mean, uh, yeah, this guy's a jackass. If so, if you want, like, it's not. It, it is not nearly, in my opinion, as gruesome as some of the other. I mean, we've gotten pretty dark on some other episodes, but this mm-hmm. is still, you know, not a great guy. So. Thank you to my future cousin-in-law, Kate, for this. Caitlin. Kate. She goes by Kate. So not to be confused with my other cousin, Kate. <laughs> um, she's a... who, we, who we also got a recommendation from last week. I know. You guys are great. Uh, but um, this Kate is also a really big fan. So hi, hello, and she's awesome. Hi. So my topic this week, as you can tell from the title, is... Dr. Richard J. Schmidt. More like Richard J. Schmuck, if you ask Shit. me. Uh-oh. Yeah. Either way. We'll take it either way. So he he is Dr. Um, Dick J. Shit. Yeah, Dr. Dick J. Head. So <laughs> he's um an American former physician who was convicted by a Louisiana court in nineteen ninety eight of attempted second degree murder for injecting his girlfriend with HIV. No. I know. So this case is interesting, right? Because it marks the first time in forensic history that viral DNA was used to provide a link between two people with HIV or acquired immune deficiency system uh, syndrome or AIDS in a criminal trial. Huh. Kind of cool, That's right? Wild. So let's, here's a little ditty about Richard and Janice. So we're going to start with their relationship. These are the two key players in all of this. So Richard, the doctor, and Janice, his his girlfriend. Janice is the victim. They first meet in the 1980s while working at the same hospital in Lafayette, Louisiana. Maybe it's Lafayette. I'm not sure. Ma- matters not. Initially, like their relationship was like very professional. She was a newly graduated nurse. She was attracted to Richard. He was apparently, like, a very, very, um, like, intelligent and very, like, enigmatic man. And, like, he was just kind of, like, charismatic. Mm. Um, they were Always both... got to be wary of those. Indeed you do. They were both married with children at the time. Um, so oh, they figured, like, a romance would be sort of off limits there. But then eventually their friendship kind of developed into something more physical. And they became lovers. Secret lovers. Oh, so Real class acts pro- here. Uh, that's it. So they promise each other that they'll leave their respective spouses and start a life together. So Janice fulfills okay. her end of the deal. And for Richard, this would be the first of many broken promises from his end. So uh, way to go, dickhead. Way to go. Bum, so bum. against her better judgment, she continues to see Richard. And in 1991, she gives birth to their son, Jeffrey. Oh, I know. So he provides financial support and continues to claim that he will eventually divorce his wife, 
but it becomes clear that he actually has no intention of leaving his his like original family and it becomes mm-hmm. clear that Richard wanted it both ways so he refuses to leave his family for Janice but he also doesn't want Janice to leave him okay so at this point mm-hmm. his evil side kind of starts to emerge and each time Janice tries to leave him he would blackmail her with sexual photos he had taken of her oh boy i know so Whenever she would go on dates, he would stalk and intimidate the men and even threaten to kill them. Eventually, Janice musters the courage to end this affair that went on for 10 years. So 10 years, it was this craziness. And in hindsight, she recalled um, an especially ominous threat that Richard made that kind of like foreshadowed what was to come. And he said, quote, if you leave me, I'll fix you. I'll fix it so no man will want you. I, I mean, I'm probably going to say this in a million different ways, but fuck this guy. I know. So here we go. So the night of August 4th, 1994, shortly after she ends things with Richard, he calls saying he'll come over and administer a B12 shot to her, which I don't know why we would agree to why? that. Like, why would we be like the guy we just dumped who said this like terrible thing to us? We'd be like, yes, come on over and give me a B12 shot. I don't know. I would yeah, stay far go, away from go- this dude personally. Go to a different doctor. Yeah, right. But the next thing she knows, he's standing over her as she's laying in bed. She remembers feeling immense pain as the syringe is, is going into her arm, and which is very unlike the, the painless B12 shots that she had received many times before. And it turns out he had used a sample of blood taken from one of his HIV-positive patients to inject into Janice, uh, thus infecting her with HIV. Um. Mm. And six, six months later, she was eventually, you know, like, officially diagnosed. So, here's my other question. I mean, I'm not trying to, like, put down Janice, but also, like, would you not notice that maybe that syringe looked a little funky and there was, like, blood in it? Hmm. That's a great question. Because I'm pretty sure B12 shots are not a dark, like, substance. Right. And if it's, like, blood... You're not noticing that? I mean, that's, blood is, like, that's... very obviously blood to me when I look at it. Um, right. I mean, also, you know, I have to say, and I'm also not trying to put her down, but why are you saying yes to this? Yeah, like, why is this Days guy after asking? you guys are not... And, then he, to, and like, he says I would... that, like, terrible thing to her, and it's like... Right, okay. and he's stalking your dates? Like, no, 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 no. You should not be around this man. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, she doesn't think much of the whole incident... You know, and she starts to develop kind of strange symptoms. She gets eye pain. She has swollen lymph nodes. And soon they suspect that she might have a virus. And then they they do a whole battery of tests, of course. uh, And it reveals wonderful and terrible news all at once that Janice is pregnant again. And that she is also HIV positive. And she's like, of course, she's, of course, like very overwhelmed by this news and the diagnosis. She decides to terminate her pregnancy. And she mm-hmm. also feels compelled to share her suspicions about Dr. Dickhead with the mm-hmm. district attorney. Uh, attorney? The district attorney. Eternity. Also known as the district attorney. So, HIV itself is actually kind of a rather fragile virus. It only lasts for a few hours outside of a human body. Uh, detectives examining hospital records found that Dr. Dick had taken blood from one patient that night but had never sent the blood to the lab and the absence of laboratory testing identification references against this patient's name led the police visiting led to the police visiting the man who had readily disclosed that he had AIDS and that he had been called in for a blood test by Schmidt on the evening in question. 
And the forensic challenge at that point was to match the DNA from the virus itself from the patient to the victim, something that had not been done before at this point. And HIV DNA was collected from the victim, from the, the supposed patient source, and from 32 other unrelated HIV-positive individuals living in the same <laughs> metropolitan area. Scientists concluded that uh, of all the samples they tested, the two viruses' DNA from the victim and the one patient matched almost exactly, even with the HIV's potential to kind of like mutate rather rapidly. So that's just kind of a side note about the virus itself and like kind of how they went about doing this. So at this point, law enforcement is investigating Janice's claims. Not surprisingly, law enforcement was rather skeptical of her story. And it's also like, well, could we not just, I don't know, maybe take a woman's word for once? But like, I kind of get it, right? It's kind of far-fetched, like, hey, uh, I think he actually in infected me with HIV from somebody else's blood. Like, it's a pretty wild story. I will say that. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if on my face I'm, I'm not going to be like, that's the wildest shit I've ever heard. That sounds like something out of a telenovela. Like, I, mean, I understand the... Yeah. the natural to be like what wait say that again yeah so anyway yeah to boot richard was one of the most respected doctors in the lafayette area lafayette however you want to say it and her accusation that he purposefully injected her with hiv was like rather unbelievable at the time and when they questioned richard he quickly slandered janice uh, claiming that she's a loose woman who frequented bars and habitually slept with strange men okay I so ooh, I know this fucking so, guy. So as they start looking deeper into the allegations, they start to piece together like circumstantial evidence that suggested that Janice's claims were in fact like very credible. Uh, she had donated blood a few months before the night in question. This blood was HIV negative, so they deduced that her infection was in fact recent. Phone records prove that Richard called her on the night of August fourth, just like she claimed about the whole B twelve shot thing. And then the biggest question remained, you know, how did he get the blood? And we kind of went into this. So, you know, it's it's difficult to obtain. You know, it, it remains potent for, like, a very small amount of time outside of the body. So they, they went through the, the patient records, like I said, and they figured out who this patient was that he got the blood from. So, officially, in July 1996, he was charged with attempted murder. And so here's his trial and conviction. Hmm. Yeah, so here we go. So just when it seemed that, like, this whole HIV-infected blood was kind of like the smoking gun in this whole case, um, the, right. the tale gets a little stranger because at the trial, it's revealed that Janice also contracted hep C around the same time that she contracted HIV. And hep C was not detected in the patient's blood that they thought that the HIV virus came from. So huh. they go back to his medical records. They discover a different patient with hepatitis C who had blood drawn two days before her injection. And um, as with the other patient, records show that this patient's blood had never been sent to the lab. And so the conclusion is really, really bad. As if infecting someone with HIV wasn't enough, he also infected her with hep C from a different patient. Jesus isn't that, Christ. Isn't that crazy? So like now this case is marking the first time that the U.S. criminal courts would consider phylogenic evidence. And thankfully, the court ruled that such evidence was admissible, and on October 23rd, 1998, he was convicted of attempted second-degree murder and sentenced to 50 years of hard labor. What? That's correct. He has appealed his sentence several times without success, and in 2015, after serving 
17 years of his sentence, he was unanimously denied parole by the state of Louisiana. <laughs> so, ha, suck it. There you go. Stick it to the man. Suck it. And so now, when Janice, uh, they've kind of, like, she was interviewed, actually, on Forensic Files and kind of, like, where she stands today. And uh, she she demonstrated, like, remarkable maturity and grace talking about this whole situation. And she explained, quote, I just try to put things in the past and keep moving forward. My outlook on life is very good. I appreciate life more. I treasure each day that I have with my family and my husband. And since Richard's trial, she's pretty much stayed out of the media. She has remarried. And um, if you look her up on Facebook, it suggests she's well and thriving. <laughs> well, that's good. So that's good news. But like the whole, that's the whole story there. And it's a, it's absolutely bananas. I mean, what a that case. Is. Yeah, what this guy's a fuck? real freaking asshole. I, I gotta say, like, that would never occur to me to do that to somebody. Um, no, you have to be a very sick soul. Yeah, like, big time. So that's, that's the story of uh, Dr. Richard J. Schmidt, or Dr. Dickhead, as we like to call him, and, and poor Janice. I'm glad, she's, I also, I'm glad she's not dead, but she's, she's got to go through life living with this. These two things now. Which is fucking crazy. And I just, I just was thinking about this. I, because I forgot that they had a kid together, I, that makes yeah. more sense to me than that she is like, okay, like, even though we broke up, she's still going to try and, you know, it's, it's not as simple or cut and dry as it would be for another breakup. However, yeah. the situation with the needle seems, ugh. Yeah, that, that, I, I feel like that seems weird. But who yeah. knows how he could have done some? I mean, obviously he's well prepared and has plotted this out. So who knows what kind of if whether he wrapped it or whatever he did or uh, who knows? Yeah, and you know, I mean, she probably let her guard down some, and like also, I mean, like For I sure. said, this guy, this guy was known to be like a really smart, like very charismatic dude. Like it's yeah, she, you know, yeah. I, he sounds like he's somewhere on the, the sociopath, you know, scale area there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Scale. Right. That was the word I was looking for. Thank you. I, <laughs> it just seems like if he's, I'm sure there's a situation in which she, you're right. It's like letting down her guard and that kind of thing, which, and honestly, who on planet earth would think someone would do this? I don't, I mean, seriously, this is like such a far fetched, like crazy case to me. That's fucking insane. Um, can you imagine? First of all, you got to give, we never do this, but you got to give a big shout out to the people that not only at first were like, what did you say? But then followed it up and then were able to prove it. That's fucking wild. Yeah. Like big thank you for not just totally writing this off and actually, you know, investigating right. it. Yeah. Because it's... can you, can you imagine their faces when they realize it's true? They're like, what the f I know they're like, holy shit. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, yeah. that's fucking insane. That's an insane story. Mm -hmm. That guy's fucked up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that guy big time. But then during the court case, everything must have come up. Oh, yeah. I think like all, all the laundry came to air on that. Holy hell. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I also I hope... Know. His wife and their kids. I'm hoping it's his ex-wife now, but I hope they're okay. Holy yeah. shit. 
I know, seriously. That's some, some crazy shit, right? Yeah. yeah so well. Take us take us home with a little sweet baby angel. All right. So I my brother recently went to Ireland for a wedding and bought me a book called Wild Irish Women. So big shout out to my brother. For, oh my god, I love that. First of all, under understanding my brand and also giving me this week's topic. Yeah. Because she is, there's a lot of, I'm probably going to pull a lot of women from this book. I already have done one because if you recall, if you have listened to our episodes, I did Anne Bonnie. Yes. And she was a pirate and that she's also in this book. But I'm going to be, today I'm pulling a sweet baby angel who also just had a very interesting life. Very cool. And her name is Mara O'Halloran. Ooh, I like that. But she earns the nickname Shoshin, and I'll explain that. Okay, that's cool. So, Mara was born the eldest of six kids in Boston, Massachusetts. Her mother is from Maine, and her father was from County Kerry in Ireland. When she's four, the family moves to the Dublin area where Mara was educated at the Loretto Convent Schools. They return to the U.S. when Mara's 11 due to her father's job, but he is killed in a car crash, and then the family goes back to Dublin. Okay. She's super bright. She goes to Trinity College in 1973, wins a scholarship that pays for her education. In 1977, she graduates with a joint degree in mathematical, economics, and statistics, and sociology. Excellent. We love it. We do. So during her term, she assisted organizations helping drug addicts in the city, and she spent a summer break teaching autistic children in Northern Ireland. Oh. Did I, did I mention she's a sweet, sweet baby angel? Yeah, seriously. So other summers she visited all throughout Europe, and after graduating she worked her way around the U.S. and Canada where she was learning Spanish as she went. And in 1978, she took off for South America and got involved with helping children in Peru. Excellent. In that same year, she kicks off. She's off to Japan, which she apparently had wanted to go to her whole life. She was a very spiritual person, but had been studying meditation and wanted to go deeper into that practice. Cool. In the winter of 1979, at the age of 24, she arrives at the Buddhist Toshoji Temple. I'm sorry if I pronounced that wrong. Sounds good. Yep. In Tokyo and admits as a trainee monk. Oh, neat. She she spends three grueling years in training there and at the associated Kanoji Temple, which is north of the city. She was acting as the only woman and the only foreigner there. Very cool. Which is dope. She was attempting to reach enlightenment. She would wake up at dawn for the daily practice of meditation and chanting. She would do manual work within the temple and its grounds, which had to be performed apparently with very specific care. They, the care was very exact in what they did, even down to like the menial tasks. Mm -hmm. She joined the time honored practice of begging in the negative four degree winter of central Japan and survived on the minimum of sleep and food. Oh my god, I didn't realize that Japan got that cold also. Side note. I didn't either. And that was in Celsius, so it oh. looked at like it was further in the negatives, and I was like, what is this in Fahrenheit? Negative four degrees. Chilly, chilly. Chilly. 
Apparently, she loved everything about what she was doing and developed a deep love for her Japanese fellow monks. She felt very privileged to be in the temple and apparently wrote in her journal that she was, quote, very conscious of life, unquote. Neat. Yeah. And the monks gave her the name Shoshin, which means enlightened or warm heart. I Can love you even that. stand that? Warm heart? I really like that in particular. I love that. She achieved the enviable state known as enlightenment the spring after her arrival, and the head monk was so impressed with her self-discipline and hard work that he felt that she could secede him. Succeed him. Secede. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> he, he felt that she could succeed him as the head of the temple, which was unheard of in Japan at that time. Right. That's awesome. And, and I think in general. Also, like, cheers, cheers to the monks for being so cool. Right, and for just acknowledging like, uh, what she's that. like. Yeah, exactly. She basically achieved almost saint-like status within the community, and she continued her regimented schedule. She performed the practice known as prostration thousands of times per week, which is just lying flat out. I love that. And she increased her working day to 20 hours and reduced her sleep to three hours a night, which she did sitting up. Oh, well, that's different. Meanwhile, I struggle with the idea that, like, I have to take a nap today because I got home too late last night. I know. And I'm like, I had a party yesterday and I'm tired today. Like, I have to nap. What the fuck am I? So in August of 1982, she graduated as a Tenzo monk, which mm -hmm. is the second position behind the head monk in the temple. Great. So, like, respect. Yeah. She planned to found a temple and teach Zen in Ireland, but she wanted to take a short break to explore Southeast Asia. Okay, very and, cool. Yeah. And en route from Bangkok, Thailand, to the ancient northern capital of Chiang Mai, the bus she was traveling on crashed, and she was one of two of the passengers that died. Oh. She was shit. 27 years old. Oh my god, she did so much in such a short life. Yeah. And outside of her beloved temple in Tokyo, there is a statue dedicated to her, and its inscription describes Mara as having the same heart and mind as the great teacher Buddha. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. That's, and that's sad. That's, she got robbed. That's I our feel girl. Like. She got absolutely robbed. And she's one of the only two passengers that dies on that crash. That's crazy. I really and like it was her purely, nickname, too. Yeah, and it was purely because she wanted to take a break to explore Southeast Asia, and she, that's yeah. it. And it, I also thought that was interesting because her father died in a car accident. That is. I know. That's what I was thinking. That's, like, very strange. Kind yeah, of a weird coincidence there. That's Mara Shoshin O'Halloran. Wow. She's an incredible lady. Yeah. I, I thought her story was so interesting and touching. But yeah. it just sucks that it ended like that. It does. But I'd like to think that she's like, she had great peace in her final moments, I bet. I'm sure. I mean, yeah. I I hope so. I do too. That's really interesting. Wow. Thank you for sharing her story with us. Yeah. And big shout out to my brother for getting me this book so I could have the story. Thanks, Brosif. Yeah. Very And also cool. for purely understanding my brand. <laughs> That too, Wild that Irish is, women. He was like, I'm getting it for Anna. That is on brand. What a cool gift. 
Was his trip to Ireland cool? I'm dying to go. He said it was awesome. Is, is it as beautiful as I think it is? Yes. Oh my and God. he said everyone is so nice. What the They're fuck so are we wonderful. doing here? I know. Ireland, we're coming for you. Here we go. Knock, knock. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. And apparently, uh, like, a very high percentage of people are vaccinated there. They have mm-hmm. to show their vaccination cards everywhere. Yeah. They don't understand what we're doing over here, which neither do we. Neither do we. Yep. And wow. Yeah. It, apparently, it's very beautiful and it's very wonderful. And he was like, we already want to go back. Yeah, definitely. I want to go. I'm dying to go. I'm dying um, to go to Ireland. Sounds yeah. fantastic. And every person that I know that has gone talks about how wonderful the people are and how beautiful it is. So, yeah, I just bi- feel like... Big shout it, out to Ireland. <laughs> yeah, like, in my mind, I mean, I granted, all I know is, like, from, like, pictures and movies, but, like, in my mind, it's just, like, this green, untouched, but also yet, like, very quaint, like, really cool place. Like, charming. Just, seems, just charming. Yeah. That's Ireland. It does. Yeah. And my brother took a video of they were all standing outside this pub and there was a guy playing music and they were all singing. And I was like, this is, that's exactly how it, like, this seems so fucking charming. That, that feels right. Yeah. Oh, well, what a, what a great person. Excellent topic. Love it. So always have Shoshin energy, you know, have that warm heart. Big Shoshin energy. Do not have Richard J. Schmidt energy. Fuck that guy. Big reject that energy. And, you know, I guess our usual. Until next time. Stay strange.